This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, TK. Hey, Sean. Hey, hey. So today's a, whoa, wh- wh- this is it's a... It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster today. Heavy story, a he- lot of side chit-chat. A lot of nonsense. I think there were some good stories told, though. Thank Whether you. Whether they were about... Well, I told some too. Oh, you did? Wow. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't remember any stories you told. Oh I was so impressed with my. I, I was saying... so impressed with my story. <laughs> what you had more than one? You wouldn't stop talking. I have stories. I have stories. I, well, yeah. Just oh. tune into this episode, and you'll hear. The onslaught of meh, 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 meh. <laughs> no, these are interesting stories. To you. <laughs> I told some of mine, and apparently you have no recollection of I them. Do. Oh, I remember one that you told. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we've got things to say in this episode. Yes. All right. Let's just get right to it. Okay. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Navalny. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Cheryl? Tig. How are you? Uh, well, uh, I mean, how are you? I just dropped a potential bomb of excitement <laughs> into did. your lap that we can't specifically talk about no. on this show. It's got to be... Uh, code. We have to use yes. code in S- discussing. Somebody might be doing... Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody might be doing... And it... Could be life changing, or uh-huh. somebody could decide not to do. Yeah, and then yeah. life will still be as it is. And- life will still go on, but if that somebody decides because they got tapped to do, yeah, <laughs> then it would be a fun 
<laughs> and ridiculous. It, oh, it has something to do with show business. And it would be monumentally <laughs> life-changing. <laughs> monumentally <laughs> to the point like sh- when i told cheryl before we started recording her face lit up she was so excited about this potential thing of fafa happening and we've been talking about it for 30 minutes before we started yeah. so that's just to tease and annoy our listeners yeah 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 but i mean i can say i can say this that mm. It's reminding me of when uh, Dancing with the Stars asked me if I was interested in doing a season. And I was, but I couldn't, and it didn't, it wasn't the right time. <laughs> there were reasons why I didn't. You feel was, like this is the same? No. No, it's not the same. <laughs> but it is a, it's an offer. Because it does feel very different. It, it feels is, very no, different. It is very different. But I'm just saying, it's like an offer out of the blue for something mm-hmm. that's not usually a phone call that you get no. during the day. No. Anyway, we're talking in code, and it's not nice to the listeners. But it's fun, though. <laughs> it's so fun. Well, one day we'll be able to tell you what the... Fun. Yeah, maybe maybe next week we'll we'll have more of an update of whether is going to happen or not. <laughs> yes. You know, we can't yeah. say what right. is, yet. but we might say it's heading in that direction <laughs> where everything's about to change monumentally. Okay. All right. And how are you, Cheryl? I am good. I mean, it really was just an adrenaline uh, <laughs> hit for me. And it has nothing to do with me, although I want to get involved. I know. I know. You've already offered ways to get involved. Yes. And, I will be um, involved. If this happens, I will be showing up like, hey, guys. Okay. Listen. All right. we, we need to talk about. Yeah, we do. Listen. Uh, let's, just, let's just get right into our documentary yes, right. today. Which, by the way, this was, I didn't know. Did you know anything about this? Broad strokes. Broad yeah, strokes. broad strokes from when I was following the news, um, mm. but I didn't know. Yeah. So, so today we're talking about Navalny. It's a 2022 documentary film directed by 29-year-old Canadian filmmaker Daniel Rohr. <laughs> R-O-H-E-R. How do you mm-hmm. say it? I don't. Oh. <laughs> it tells the story of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who campaigned against Vladimir Putin and became an apparent target for retaliation by the Kremlin. Navalny, the documentary premiered at Sundance, where it won the Festival Favorite Award and the Audience Award. The film is available to watch on HBO Max. First, I have to say the Kremlin sounds too much like gremlins. I picture furry animals. It, it feels like a cartoon. That's, that's character. just what you think of every time. Kremlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds I, like a normal word to you that you don't think well, of. Well, I've been to Moscow. Okay, here okay. we go. Here we go. You're making me do it, but it doesn't feel like Gremlin to me. And by the way, I never watched. What was that? Star Trek. Wait, is Gremlin? No, that's not. Mm-hmm. Gremlin is from Gremlins. <laughs> it's, thank you, but it's not on Star Trek. Wait, what was Star Trek with the furry little things? You're thinking of Star Wars. You're thinking no, right? but wasn't there was wasn't there a Star Trek where they? You're had, thinking of Ewoks? No, they had like little furry things that took over. 
<gasps> Tr- tribbles. Oh, tribbles? see. Tribbles. Tribbles. Snorkbles. <laughs> what if you're watching Star Trek and all of a sudden snorkbulls started appearing and they were like, oh my God, the snorkbulls are taking over. Well, Thomas just sent us a link to Trouble with Tribbles. Mm. <laughs> okay. Listen, we're off to a great start because mm-hmm. we're talking about something so serious and now... Yeah. Okay, I do have a few stories that I do need to get off my chest mm-hmm. sort of relating to this. Okay. But I'll tell people what we're talking about first to get us mm-hmm. on a track. Yeah, we need to be on a track in order to get, to get off, off of, of it. So yeah. Alexei Navalny, this whole documentary is about him. He was, well, I mean, I'm not going to, this isn't spilling the beans because this the whole thing is about this. Yeah. He was poisoned yeah. by, well, am I spilling? No, of course, it's the story. Is He was poisoned by Putin mm-hmm. and nearly died. And mm-hmm. the intention definitely was to kill him. Mm-hmm. So he survived it. And this movie, he's being interviewed. Navalny is being interviewed. And he talks about the whole experience and he sort of walks you through it. And you see footage of him giving speeches against Putin because he wanted to rally people to rise up against Putin. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's where we are. This is how it all began. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's very serious. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's not as serious. When I thought I was poisoned on a plane. Because I started to mention it before and then our our listeners on social media you know attacked you tig and said wow tig never let cheryl tell the story they attacked me kind of well wow i mean i don't know if attack is i mean when they were like especially with the subject matter we're discussing about attacks it's it's, it seems strong but also i you know i was under the impression the snorkels loved me but um, i guess they can be frustrated with i mean when i say attack i mean they were like uh well here i am interrupting and not letting you tell the story again they were like cheryl they were like cheryl what happened tell us okay go ahead okay okay let me start by saying i was just i'm in the middle of reading a book called the gift of fear wait you are right now yeah by Gavin De Becker, which is really good. I've read I, it. Oh, right? Haven't we talked about it? Or but did I talk about might, it on my... It doesn't matter. <laughs> so in this book, The Gift of Fear, which is great, mm-hmm. um, Gavin De Becker, De Becker oh, the um, author, really talks you through like how people try to manipulate other people and will, you know, if you, basically, if you're feeling something, if you feel like off about somebody... There's a reason, yeah. and you should pay attention to it, and you should not engage or leave or whatever. So anyway, I got on a plane once, and um, I was sitting down, and this guy says, this guy that I don't know says, hey, uh, hey, Cheryl. And I said, oh, hi. And I sit down, and he's like, oh, we know so-and-so, like common person, whatever. I said, okay, great, hi. And then the person sitting next to me, says to the guy, do you want to change seats so you can sit next to her? And I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know this guy. Right. I was like, ah. Fun for him, awkward for you. Yeah. So he was like, that would be great. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, oh my God, this is like a three hour flight of this Mm -hmm. guy that I don't know. Okay, that's fine. So he sits next to me and he's talking the whole time, but talking to, um, he's being really too intimate. Like, what's your most awkward moment in life? What was the best moment in your life? Like these deep deep questions that were too much. You know, I'm just like, I just want to read the safety pamphlet and like, my my business and so he's Wait, asking the the if the plane crashes yeah i like to you know glance at it you like to refresh mm, i like to know where the uh inflatable thing is in case nerd alert <laughs> and so this guy as the flight goes on it's getting more and more uncomfortable where i'm like this guy is getting too involved and why do I keep answering his questions mm-hmm. like Gavin DeBecker I should have just said you were scared to offend him and that's yes. what Gavin talks about yes. is that when you're scared to offend strangers that make you uncomfortable right. is when you oftentimes walk into danger right you don't need to engage with anybody you don't need to answer questions mm-hmm. you don't need to feel obligated to make somebody else feel comfortable mm-hmm. but anyway and i was really thirsty and i couldn't i could not get water on that plane for whatever reason i kept trying to flag down the lady and i was really really thirsty i kept talking about how thirsty i was and then the guy says to me you know like looks me in the eye and says when do you think you're going to die I was like, ah, when do I think I'm going to die? Um, I haven't really th- thought about it. He's like, mm-hmm. well, think about it. Where do you want to die? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a lot. It's a lot. You know. When was this? This was like, um, this was probably like five years ago. Wow. And at this point, I'm kind of freaked out because I'm like, this guy, sure. something's happening. I get up. I go to the bathroom. I come back. And there's a cup of water. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I got you some water. And I was like, oh, my God. He got me water. Oh, my God. He got oh me water. Gosh. And I was thinking, don't drink the water. Yeah. I didn't see where the water came from. Right. But then here's, this is a lesson that I'm telling people. I felt the need to drink the water because... I thought that he did a nice thing. You didn't want to hurt his feelings. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. You were willing to die for Yes! So I drank the water, and I was like, I'm sure this is the moment when I die. Because this guy just asked me when I was going to die, when did I want to die, and then gave me poisonous water. So we landed shortly after. I call my husband, and I'm like, okay, I just want to let you know, I think I've been poisoned. And he's like, Cheryl... First of all, are you foaming at the mouth? And I was like, no. And he said, are you throwing up? I said, no. And he goes, I don't think you've been poisoned. I said, well, how do you know that? He goes, because it it happens right away. Mm-hmm. He goes, your body would have such a reaction to it. Yeah. And I said, well, this weird thing happened. He's like, that is a weird thing. Is the guy still following you? But anyway, that was my... I thought I was poisoned on a plane, but I really... I'm glad you weren't. Yeah, I wasn't. But this is a, it's a good lesson, like, 
don't well can i tell you i had even though i wasn't almost poisoned it was that listening to my gut Mm -hmm. yesterday i had to have a minor procedure done Mm -hmm. and and it was minor enough to where i could be put under or not Mm -hmm. it's just depending on the level of of pain uh, Mm -hmm. that i could handle and um i had told the person on the phone before i went in when I was asked what I wanted to do, I said, well, what do people normally do? And then she put me on hold. She came back and she said, I was told you should be put under. And I said, Mm. oh, okay. All right. So I show up to my appointment and um, my doctor pokes his head in to the curtain and he was like, hi, how's it going? You know, I'll see you in a little bit. Good to see you. That kind of very brief exchange. Yeah. Leaves. The nurse comes in and she says, hi, are you going to be put under or not for oh this God. procedure? And I said, oh, I had told them I was. And she said, oh, okay. And I said, but I mean, so there's just yeah, a Why toy- is there confusion? Like, yeah, I was, I was this- it was starting to make me uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I, I said, so, but I had already told them yes. And then now you're asking, so why? And she goes, well, I just, just wanted to confirm. And I said, she said, or you can talk to the doctor if you want to talk to the doctor. And I said, yeah, I think I'd probably just want to talk to the doctor about yeah. that specifically. And she said, okay. And then the um, anesthesia nurse came in and said, so are you going to be put under or oh not? Oh, my God. And I said, oh, well, I had told the nurse. I said, I originally said yes. And then the nurse came in and asked, and I told her that now I was confused. I'd like to talk to the doctor. And he said, okay, well, he'll be in shortly. The nurse comes back in and says, have you decided if you're going to be put under or not? And I said, I was waiting on the doctor. And she said, well, he's going to be probably another five minutes. Do you want me to just text him what your question is? And I was like, no. I was like, I can wait the five minutes. I just want to talk to him. The anesthesiologist nurse comes in again and asks if I've decided if I'm going to be put under or not. And I went, what is happening? I said, I'm waiting on the doctor. And he said, I'm sure I can answer any question you might have. And I said, maybe, but I'd like to just talk to my doctor. Right. I've been waiting. And I, and then I got up and I said, you know what? I no longer feel comfortable. I'm not going to be put under. And I'll just go have the um, procedure done. <gasps> And they were like, oh, I'm sorry if they're, and I was, and I, I was just like, I, I was that so, done. I was so done. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I don't trust the situation right. anymore. I right. no longer have any trust in your abilities because yeah. the communication is off. So I'm going to go put myself under when there's a Did you say of, this? Did you say this? No, I said to them that I, I have lost trust <sighs> and I will not be put under with the communication like this. Wow. Yeah. I was so mad. I was so upset. But see, also, I think like, I I think it's harder when you're younger, when you're in your 20s. Of course. I I wouldn't have done that even five years ago. Right. To to find the words to stand up to, you know, medical team and say, no, you you aren't doing your job right. Also, you know what really sticks with me Mm. is when Joan Rivers died. And and I remember them saying that it was a minor procedure. She was put under and never came out again. (gasps) Right. No, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I just watched my stepfather die. (sighs) And so I'm very like, I don't, 
Yeah. I want to make sure I'm safe. I'm sorry. Yes. And so I was like, I was so you mad. And I, oh my God. I was like, get this. I mean, get your unicycles away from me, clowns. <laughs> I mean, truly. But it's that. Scram it's clown. That, truly. <clears throat> scram clowns. But it's that feeling, that gut feeling yes. that you have to listen to. Yes. Yes. If I had gone and been put under and then something happened to me because the clownery that was going right. on. Right. And because you no. didn't just, you know, trust your gut right. and just say, let's just stop. Yes. Stop everything. Yeah. So yes, trust your gut is what. And we're we have to take a break oh, now, for, and then oh we will God, talk get, get about back to... the documentary. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are back on Tegan and Cheryl, okay. and we are going to actually talk about, talk the, documentary. about the documentary. But if this is your first time joining us, <laughs> this is how the show goes. So we're glad you're here, but we oh just God. want you to understand the company you're keeping. Right yes, now. this is what mm-hmm. you've. This is listen, and we've covered more real things. Yeah, in the last ten minutes yeah. than usual. Yeah. Then in, okay. Then in the last five episodes that we've done, also this is a free podcast, so we're not taking too many complaints <laughs> or comments. Um. Okay. So so Navalny. Mm-hmm. Oh, I shouldn't do it with the Italian accent. That doesn't even make sense. I didn't even notice it was so bad. <laughs> Your accent was so bad that I. Yeah, and Navalny. And no, but didn't it make you want to speak with? Ball. <laughs> didn't it make you want to speak with a Russian accent when you when you were done watching? I, I was doing it in my head while I was watching. I, I wish you would do. Will you do some? No. Oh, if it comes out, let it come out. Um. So, Alexi. Yeah. Alexi, Alex. Is that how you say it? No way to know. We just watched this movie and there is absolutely no way to know how to pronounce any name. So he talks about the Russian government, which is trying to kill him and imprison him for his criticism of Putin and his attempt to run for office against Putin. I mean, 
it's unclear to me what the system is there. I mean, do they have a an election every so often? I don't know. Oh, Thomas, Thomas is nodding is yes. yes. Thomas is yes. Every so often is the... Um... <laughs> We're just like, yeah, let's do one. Okay. So Tig, so here's mm. what happens, right? A- at this point, Navalny has started, um, he's very popular on YouTube. Very popular. Very popular. Has gotten very good at rallying people together. He has um, rallies where people are yelling, you know, against Putin. And he has this wife named Yul- Yulia. Hmm, I got it right. And um, and at some point, Navalny says, I thought it was pretty safe because I was getting famous. Mm-hmm. So I felt like Putin can't really do anything to me because everybody would know because I'm, yeah. I'm you know, recognizable. And then at some point, Navalny's office was raided and a green toxic liquid was thrown in his face. That was so alarming. It Wasn't was that weird to horrifying? Watch? I can't even imagine. And it was all on camera. Mm-hmm. I mean, how terrifying! Because I'm because he didn't even know what what was thrown onto his face, and he said, "I thought, oh, I'm going to be disfigured for the rest yeah. of my life." Yeah, yeah. And Navalny's a pretty good looking guy. Don't uh, spill, spill the beans. beans. Um. <laughs> so, but he was okay. Hmm. And I guess, I don't know, we never really found out what the liquid was. No, it looked like, it was green, right? It looked like yeah. that, um, from that Nickelodeon show. Oh, like, like slime? Yeah. It looked like, like slime. He got it looked slimed. like uh, brake fluid. Is brake fluid green? Yeah. Or maybe. Some, well, Something fluid that goes in the yeah, car. That you don't really that, want on your face. On your face, yeah. So he goes to, uh, Navalny goes to shoot a video in Siberia to talk about local corruption and when he gets there he thinks that there's going to be a lot of police there's going to be a lot of hubbub because everywhere he Mm -hmm. goes now there there are a lot of people a lot of police and nobody was there Uh and he felt like that's kind of strange but okay Mm -hmm. and then he gets on a plane and what's amazing about it all is people are were always filming him on their phones Uh so the passengers hear him like moaning and an intense moan crying out in agony yeah and somebody like captured that on their phone Mm -hmm. um the plane makes an emergency landing and he's um raced to the hospital yeah then they call yulia Uh she runs to the hospital and they're not letting her in to see him. I can't imagine. I was just I like, know. I would have ripped my own head off if Stephanie had been poisoned and I was. But, and by the way, she, Yulia, I, didn't you love her? Because she was yeah. like, you, she, you know, you had these big guys, these big arms. She's a badass. She is. These huge Russian soldiers saying, no, you're not going in there. And she's like, I am going in there. Uh-huh. That's my husband. And they're like, mm-hmm. you are not going in there. You yeah. know, and she's, you know, looking at the camera going, are you getting this? They're not letting me see him uh-huh. because they poisoned him and they uh-huh. don't want anyone to know. Right. And um, and the doctors were involved and with. the doctor came yeah. out and said, 
this was not poison. We don't know what it was. Right. His business can't be um, blowing up at this point, that doctor. <laughs> I mean, your credit. I mean, talk about losing <laughs> trust. Well, especially when they say somebody. One of the rumors was that he that it was from him, from Navani drinking moonshine. Which, by the way, <laughs> isn't moonshine just like made in Tennessee? Like in somebody, you can make that anywhere. But moonshine in Russia? Do they? Is that even a thing? It sounds like it must be if that's their go-to of like, this is clearly moonshine. (laughs) I mean, it must be enough of a thing where somebody thinks of it, says it, and the rest of the group nods. Yep. But do you think... Probably moonshine. (laughs) Do you think moonshine in Russia is different from moonshine like in Georgia? Uh Because I've had moonshine in Georgia and it's like, yeah, it's strong, but it doesn't... You're not going to foam at the mouth from drinking moonshine. Well, of course. Well, but why would they say? I'm not, I don't know why. There's no way to know, Cheryl, but <laughs> you can make moonshine anywhere. You don't have to be in Kentucky. Mm. You you think you can't, if you cross the border to Ohio? <laughs> oh, it doesn't can't. seem like it would be called moonshine. Like, if somebody said to me, if I went to a party and somebody was like, hey, I made some moonshine, do you want to try it? I'll be like, you made moonshine in LA? I don't think mm. so. Well, I know Mississippi isn't surprising to be a moonshine uh, spot, but my cousin is an attorney down there, Mm -hmm. and he's had clients that have paid him in moonshine. (laughs) (laughs) He's also gotten donkeys and pickup trucks. Oh, my God. I would love to try that with my entertainment attorney. Hey, I'm not going to pay moonshine. you in dollars, but I have a lot of moonshine that I'm sending Here's to your office. Here's a chicken. <laughs> How about three, a rooster? <laughs> three chickens. <laughs> you oh just tie a donkey oh my God. to his doorknob. <laughs> Keep the change. <laughs> Keep the oh, change. Oh, no. We have to take a break. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. We'll be back. We'll be back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back. Okay, we're back. Here's the other story I wanted to tell you about Moscow. Well, it's not even another story. I haven't told you one story about Moscow. I mean, I'm telling you this story about Navalny. But this is neither here nor there. That's what the show should be called. <laughs> this is here. neither here nor there. <laughs> neither here nor there with Tig and Cheryl. 
<laughs> have you ever been to Russia? Have you ever? <laughs> Neither. I have that not. Actually, is a good title. Neither here nor there. Oh, that's your travel show, Thomas says. Oh, are we going to travel together? I think so. Oh. I mean, especially after you get involved once. Fafa happens. <laughs> Oh my god okay so i went to what if we had a news show oh my god you. what if we had a news show i think that would be amazing <laughs> i think that would be... i think that would be amazing it's like breaking news we go to tig and cheryl and it's like, you guys, before we tell you what the news is, I just want to tell you what happened at the gas station. I stopped for gas on the way over here. End of story. And then we cut to commercial. Okay, so I went to Moscow. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when I was previously married mm-hmm. to Paul. My and old manager. We were going... <laughs> we were going there for a wedding, and this couple decided that they wanted to have a paintball game with friends and relatives you Mm -hmm. know like the day before the um wedding for fun which sounds fine Mm -hmm. although have you ever done paintball Mm -mm. it's slightly terrifying yeah i mean you wear a jumpsuit and Mm -hmm. goggles yeah i've done that in an action movie (laughs) (laughs) well this is more serious than an action movie so and then they gave you a, a paintball gun right so it all sounded fine at the beginning, uh-huh. but then we divide into teams and we're in this forest in Russia mm-hmm. and they're yelling out stuff in Russian. Mm-hmm. Well, I have no idea what anybody say. I don't even know what team I'm on. You can barely speak English. <laughs> I can ba- I don't know what is happening. Yeah. And I am terrified so paul and i are hiding behind this log like not talking good move like you don't want to talk you don't want to talk because uh they'll know where you are they'll find you no i know they'll find you yeah so my plan was stay behind the log until people start walking walking out of the forest because if you get up you're gonna be shot Mm -hmm. and i wasn't in the mood to get shot and by the way i mean they can lead leave welts these paintball okay so anyway so i'm behind the i'm behind the log keep going (laughs) i'm not going to interrupt i want to hear the end of this story so the snark bulls are not upset with me let's let's hear this story paul is giving me signals like he's gonna look he's gonna rise up out of the log just to see what's going on. Yeah. To see if the game is over or what is happening. He like rises up behind the log, just his eyes, and he huh. gets shot between the eyes in the oh. goggle with the paint pellets. <laughs> and the paint is like covers his goggles. <laughs> and we found out that the other team, there was like an ex KGB guy. It's like, oh my God, these guys are like shooting people between the eyes with paint pellets. What was Paul's reaction when he got shot? Uh, you know, it it took him aback. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was really funny because we were like, what is it happening? What are we doing? 
We were laughing so hard. We were laughing so hard, but at the same time, it was terrifying because I'm like, mm. I am never leaving this log. Mm. Like, why would you ever get... But I see you have left the log. <laughs> I just waited. I can't tell you how long I waited behind... I mean, because at that point, then Paul, ha- you know, Paul's been made, shot. So he has to surrender. Go on. Uh-huh. <laughs> we can't cut the story off now. Listen. That's all I remember. I guess I, I guess I just waited. I, I really waited until somebody came and got me because it was, I'm not walking out. I'm not walking out. So I guess I had to, I guess our team surrendered <laughs> because I would never leave my spot. <laughs> anyway, the point is, uh, be careful when you play paintball in Moscow. Well, it it all ties into the gift of fear as well. Yes. Your story. I was listening to my fear and it said, Mm. stay behind the log. log. (laughs) Because the XKGB will shoot you between the eyes. I mean, that's such a bold, it's a really bold move. It seems like it's also against the rules of paintball, isn't it? I uh, don't don't know. know. I don't think you're allowed to shoot someone in the face. Okay. I really don't know. Okay. So anyway, listen, back to... We could take time to Google it. <laughs> nope. There's nope? no way okay. to know. Okay. Uh, back to Navalny. Okay, this is a serious subject, too. Yes. Quit I know. treating it as if it's not. So at some point, because Yulia is so insistent mm-hmm. of getting him out of that friggin' hospital, mm-hmm. they're, they're stalling for time. She knows it. Everybody knows it. They don't want to let him out because if he has been poisoned, they want it out of his system so nobody mm-hmm. can, nobody will be able to tell. Mm-hmm. So he goes, they, they finally get him out. They take him to, tell me if this is, didn't they take him to Germany? Yes. Okay. Went and got decent help. attention. Yeah. Help. Yes. And they basically said, yes, it was poison. You mean it wasn't moonshine? <laughs> what if he went to Germany and they were like, "Did you have moonshine? Did somebody? Did you have famous sir, Russian ju- moonshine? Sir, did somebody give you moonshine? <laughs> were you drunk on moonshine, son? Oh my God! So he finally recovers. Mm-hmm. Which is shocking, yeah, that he could even recover from this. Right. And he meets up with Christo Grozov, okay, um, who's an independent investigative group, Bellingcat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Is Christo is the one that's mm-hmm. that's helping him try to figure out what happened, mm-hmm. and he says. You were poisoned with Novichok. Mm-hmm. Hope I'm saying all this right. And then they find out that that is the poison that Putin makes yeah. in Russia, specifically yeah. to poison people with, specifically yeah. because you can't. It disappears. It disappears. Mm-hmm. And it's also his signature move. Can you imagine 
that that's having your... a signature move of poisoning people. It is. How toxic <laughs> is your existence? I mean, literally. <laughs> it's like, whoa, signature move. It's like, that's your signature move? I mean, and they were all like Navalny. Uh, listen, Navalny's a badass. Mm-hmm. He's not scared of anything. Right. He couldn't believe that he actually poisoned him with his signature move. With his signature move. He's like, that's ridiculous. Well, Navalny's signature move is to just move on. (laughs) Brush it off. He did not seem that uh, upset. Well, he strikes me as somebody who, I mean, he seems to be fighting for good, but he seems like somebody who is in the game. Oh, he's in the game. You know what I mean? He is like, I don't care what happens. I'm going down with the ship. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you find out, you find out during this that he, you know, his family talked about politics a lot because they lived relatively close to Chernobyl. Mm -hmm. So when Chernobyl was happening, his parents were, you know, outraged, of course. And that was part of what he, would hear in his house and how awful it was and how awful the leadership was that Mm -hmm. this could be happening and that you know russia denied that there was anything wrong Mm -hmm. so i mean it gets sort of crazy because now it gets crazy (laughs) now maria pev say again (laughs) maria pevshik I'll say that. Maria, if you're listening, could you call in <laughs> to let us know if that hey, was Maria, the correct Hey, Maria. <laughs> hey, Maria. <laughs> now she's also getting involved in the investigation, and they narrow it down to this small group of men mm-hmm. who are Putin's assassins. I always think it's interesting because assassination is killing a famous person. Right. Or pol- like, Yeah political you, figure yeah it's like if if um if if you killed me you wouldn't well i'm kind of well known so i'd probably be assassinated but i guess that's the question is, is At does what it only point? have to do with politics well no because john lennon was assassinated but he also was relatively in he was involved, involved in politics yeah i mean yeah. relative relatively right he was yeah you know but like if you killed thomas right would people nobody say, Whoa, well, I don't know if anyone would talk about it other than his family and friends, you know? <laughs> and it's so sad. I know, it but it's true. It wouldn't, and so it, it wouldn't would leave sure the news that he was assassinated. that Thomas was assassinated. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, you're very loved. Yes. It's just, that I don't think it'd be, header. like, mm. no, no. No, it might, it would be so. It might be local man was shot. Oh, man. <laughs> Thomas. Poor Thomas. It's like, why am I being dragged into this? <laughs> um, well, what's interesting is, so mm-hmm. now they have this l- little group of p- people. I shouldn't say little group of people. That sounds like... It's condescending. Condescending. And I don't... Yeah. Certainly not. Don't mean yeah. that. But right. they figured it out that it's got to be this short list of guys. And Navalny starts making prank calls to the list of 
Russian assassins. Yeah. And this is all on video and audio. They're recording it. You know, back in the olden days, like in the 1800s, did mm-hmm. people say things like, you know, and, and he started doing this and that. And look, there's sketches of this. <laughs> we we have sketches. We see. <laughs> From the town hall, we saw. Yeah, look, we looked at the sketches. It clearly happened. Let's put into evidence sketch number one. <laughs> well, do you have any sketches of it happening? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's this, right here. That does look exactly like him. Yeah. That is yeah. you. That is I you. I think it did happen. So Navani gets through to a scientist named Constantine. Constantine? Anyway. And uh, he's homesick with COVID. The Seaman. The Seaman. And Navani, Navani is acting like he's his superior. Mm-hmm. And he's asking him what went wrong. Why didn't Navani die? Mm-hmm. Where was the breakdown? And basically, Constantine said, you know, they tried to poison him through his underwear specifically putting poison in the crotch area i didn't know that could happen that you could poison someone through their crotch it did seem weird like why the crotch you know what i mean because why not like something close to the heart or Mm -hmm. i don't know but also did they figure out that it had to be somebody in the hotel that went in and put it on his in his clothes right i guess i, I just i you know like you're <laughs> i'm i was just you're just I, like I, what I, I learned is... something new i just didn't know that you could be like oh my gosh my crotch is poison i've been poisonous underwear it's so odd yeah and then at the hospital and the, the scientist is saying all of this and saying you know, they tried to clean, they cleaned all of his clothes and mm-hmm. they tried to get rid of everything, all of the evidence. They were trying to wait till the poison was out of his system before they released him. So he basically admitted to all of it. Uh-huh. And then Navalny and the group decide to release. I mean, it's so serious. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine releasing no. that information in those calls? That's what I mean is he is <sighs> in it. God. So he did. He released it online and got 7.7 million views in the first seven hours. And they were drinking champagne and they were... Moonshine. <laughs> and they were celebrating because... He accomplished what they set out to accomplish. They mm-hmm. exposed Putin and... And still. And still. <sighs> so at some point, he decides to go back to Russia, mm-hmm. which was like, I don't know. It's so sad. It's like, don't mm-hmm. go don't go back to... Don't go back. Yeah. But he does go back and he's a- arrested yep. as soon as he lands and he you know he's got these two kids who are great 
Such a great family. Oh, God, and his wife is great. Mm -hmm. And he basically knows when he's getting on the plane to go back to Russia, he knows that what's waiting for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just got on the plane like, this is what you do. He's going down fighting. I can't imagine. I can't either. When they get to when they get to the airport, there's tons of people, thousands and thousands of people, and people are being arrested just for being there, just for you know cheering for him, supporting him. And Navalny's team releases an expose on Putin that was viewed over a hundred million times, and then Navalny's arrest inspired widespread protests across Russia. And then Constantine, the scientist, has been missing ever since they released the call. And then you see there's like one little clip of Alexei coming into a courtroom. And you see Yulia. And he draws a little heart on the glass for her. Mm-hmm. She was pretty strong. I don't mm-hmm. If my husband did that I would be like a wreck yeah but she's a strong and I guess I mean she knows that he's like this is his mission in life and he's doing it and he's sacrificing for Mm -hmm. people greater good and now he faces up to 20 years in prison and then you see at the end I didn't even know that was him at the end Mm -hmm. I thought it was a prison guard but you really yeah you see him at the end his face, you know, when he's in his, you know, prison jumpsuit, jumpsuit, and um, it's Outfit. just, yeah, <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. And do we know how long he'll be in there? Oh, I mean, up to twenty years, but I mean, right? He so he was probably what like in his early forties when he went in or something. So Thomas looks like he's Thomas. Oh, he was yeah, 46. He was 46. God. So, listen, tw- oh 20 God. years. Uh, I don't know. So that is the story of Navalny. It's heavy. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So um, are you ready for some final thoughts, Tig? I am. Okay. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary, Did You Cry? I didn't. I know I didn't cry either. I didn't cry either, but okay. I mean, I think we're both gonna say this. Out. Who are you attracted to? It's not Putin. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, Navalny is pretty He's a handsome. He's yeah. so handsome. Yeah. And when he's sitting there, like the lighting is so good when he's all right okay all right right. anyway the point is he's a very handsome man Mm, he He has that chin my mother was very into chins like that Mm. he is a very it was like more than just a what do they call it a cleft do they call Mm -hmm. it a cleft chin something like that cleft chin is that a thing but his was even more it was like yeah kicked up a notch you know what i mean do you know what my mother told me when I was little, hmm. and we were not, our house was not, I mean, my mother was religious, but we weren't that fan. Like, I don't know if anybody mentioned God or Jesus or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sometimes there were church outings, and 
but it was not that vibe in our house. But I remember her telling me once that you see this little area below your nose, yeah, in the middle of your of your lip. Yeah, you have the little tube. It's from an angel Uh putting Mm -mm. their finger right there (laughs) to shush you to not say what heaven looks like, and and. The people that have that cleft chin uh-huh. are the ones that went before the angel was over, and it made a, an indention. Uh, oh, they something s- about something on the chin means the devil within. Oh, <laughs> okay. Just so I'm clear, was this on the day you're born, or yeah, like before yeah. you're oh, coming before... down from the heavens? Is that how people that, are that born? little area? Okay. Is from the angel's finger. Well, they do right call there. it the cupid. They call it cupid's bow. Okay. Then okay. yeah. And, so right. Um, so the and angel then says the angel is don't tell don't tell anyone what heaven looks like. And then and they you, start to talk. And they no, you start to leave. Oh, you start to, to go leave out. And, they, and the yeah. angel and pokes angel you makes in the that chin. mark in the chin, and that's the <laughs> devil within, is what my mother told me. I like that everything else about religion did not matter. But it's like, Tig, yeah. Tig, come here. I've got to tell you something really important. Well, she would point those people out and she'd be like, that means the oh, devil within. Meaning that in a good way. Like, like that mischief. They're, like, yeah, that they're up to. And I was thinking about that while I was wow. watching. I was like, whoa. Mm. And the devil within is it, it just means. That they're willing to. There's life in there, you ah. know. So it's not a you bad know? thing. It's like no, oh. it's not a bad it's like, thing. It's like a cheeky, like oh yeah, like, oh, I know what's who's happening. this person. <laughs> There's a lot going on with this person. Oh my god! So when you were little, did you think? Did you believe it? Were you like oh no? Oh, uh, but I was just like I mean, probably when I was maybe four or something. You were but, like oh, um, the angel. Wow, like an angel with wings is like. By the way, do it. Oh, I guess they do have. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have fingers? Is what I was thinking. And, <laughs> but how? But what is it? Okay, let's not get. Listen, no, this is not a religious. This is podcast. not the time. Yeah, we're not. Not ex- the time to convert. We're not going to explore <laughs> angels and their anatomy right now. And we're their phalanges. Yeah, <laughs> phalange. Okay, uh, that's all for this week's episode. Next week we'll be talking about the alpinist or alpinist. Tig, do you know how to say it? Uh, let's say alpinist. Say whatever you want. Okay. I'm going to say the alpinist on Netflix. Before we go, would you like to hear some true fan mail? Yes. Okay. Lorian writes, hey, Lorian. Hey, Lorian. Hey. hey. Yesterday, I was de- delivering a webinar to about 200 people over Zoom. At one point, I forgot a particular product name, got flustered, and blurted out, there's no way to know. <laughs> 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 Immediately, a few of the attendees gasped and started laughing. <laughs> I know you cannot really make eye contact over Zoom, but I swear we all gave each other a knowing nod. <laughs> I tried to recover. At least I didn't say shakers, please hold or hum the a Kenny G song. <laughs> but why not at that point? Oh, I love that. She's just like, there's no way to know. Whilst <laughs> nothing can really replace, you bet your sweet ass I am. This was a delightful way to spot snark bulls out in the wild. 
Seriously, though, this past year has been a really tough one for me, and your podcast has been the absolute best. Hearing your friendship, laughter, bunion talk, and honesty <laughs> is a balm for the soul. Thank you, Lori N. Oh, oh Lori That Ann. is nice. Thank Thanks you, Lori Thanks for writing in, Lori Thank you, Lori Listen, you guys, we love to hear your reviews. We would love for you to follow us on social media. Yeah, review us. Review, Re- review us. us. We might Unless read it's negative. you. Unless it's negative. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that one person that wrote that negative thing oh, in the right. beginning? Dog something dog. Laughing dog. Yeah, laughing who's dog. laughing now, dog? <laughs> who's laughing now, dog? <laughs> Who was like, this show is not about documentaries at all. <laughs> laughing dog. <laughs> laughing that. dog came back. I'm laughing sure. dog is listening. Hey, laughing dog. Hey, hey laughing dog. Hey. Uh, anything to promote? Well, oh, uh, Thursday, June 9th, I am on a new stand-up special on mm-hmm. Netflix called stand out and i'm with um wanda sykes and sandra bernhardt uh eddie izzard a lot of uh great lgbtq comedians and then also go to tignotaro.com for my tour dates including july 23rd in san diego come on out to that that's going to be a fun show it's an outdoor amphitheater right by the water so Mm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig. Check that out. Okay. What about you, Cheryl? Oh, Tig. You know, the usual. You you guys, you can watch stuff on on HBO, Curve Your Enthusiasm, The Flight Attendant. Yeah, just basically turn on HBO and you'll see Cheryl's <laughs> mug. <laughs> All right. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.